Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion. And I am Peter. I am Brianna. And we are back for another episode review. Less than two months, we have season four premiering. So we are trying to get to these as fast as we can. Uh, yeah. It's, um, well, we were, we were on a pace about one a month. That didn't <laughs> last very long. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are now officially Bringing up the rear in the race, um, Karate Kidding Me. Are you Karate Kidding Me? Uh, they posted theirs, uh, what, a week and a half ago? No, no, no. no. The, the, their episode um, 307 just came out days ago. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I yeah. Knew, yeah, I knew it was in the last couple of days. Um, I thought maybe a week or so, but yeah. So Are You Karate Kidding Me is up to 307. The Cobra guys, the Cobra guys. Have been done since uh, February. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, somewhere thereabouts. They they mentioned something like that too, like oh yeah, you know we have more episodes that are not Cobra Kai, but so right. yeah, they keep you know mentioning that uh, season four is coming back. But um, uh, but also shout out, shout to, out yeah, I was gonna say shout out real quick to Mikey and Jeremy. Good luck on the apartment hunt. Yeah, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Did you listen to that episode or are you following on Twitter? I'm following on Twitter. Yeah, and okay. I remember them. I remember them yanking the carpet out and doing all that work in the living room. And and it looked so good. Yeah, it's it's funny because they're they're saying all the, the same things on their latest episode of Catch Up in the Living Room, where mm -hmm. the episode is actually just about them basically getting kicked out, having to new to look for a new place. And they're going to put um, the old rugs back in because they spent so much time with the new rugs. I, I, right. Yeah. That yeah, they had like, a video uh, on it and everything. Yeah, they did. They did. Mm -hmm. They didn't even they couldn't do a regular episode that week, which is completely unheard of for them. And then the, we were supposed to do something with them that week and that got postponed. Yeah. Um, was that the hundredth episode? I don't recall. I think maybe the prop bets. But um, speaking of which, we might hit 200 before season four. You, you know think so? Right? I don't think so. You're like 187. Before season four? Yes, we're at like 187 now. We mm. have to do 13 episodes between now and then. Right. We'll see. That's I mean, one every six days. Oh, well, okay. Maybe so, not. <laughs> I mean, some some very like catching up because obviously we want to get uh, to this episode uh, uh, recap. Yes. Um, Ralph and Billy both had a birthday since we last recorded. Uh, yes, Ralph uh, is believe. now 60. That's correct. Um uh, I had a wedding anniversary. Uh, my baby turned one. For those that remember that, congratulations! Yeah. He was a Beautiful Halloween baby. Family. Thank you, thank you. Um, there are a lot of cons going on. Uh, matter of fact, at the time of this recording, the Rhode Island Comic Con is going on. A lot of fantastic pictures are coming out. Yes, um, the entire cast photo mm -hmm. ops with the entire well, except Just Ralph. The entire yeah. cast except Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, what else is there? Uh, well. It, you know, we've been teasing some new character studies. The Miyagi one's coming out very, very soon. So yep, yep. Um, some of those that listen to our recaps right away, that may not be out yet, but it'll be out before Veterans Day for sure. The Monday before Veterans Day right. of, um, uh, of this year. So uh, I was I was 
thinking about putting just the audio up, you know, and but but preface the video or the, the audio version and say, hey, it's probably better if you watch the video because, you know, you're, you're just listening to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Point. Definitely. So, I think the, the character studies would be good episodes to put on the to, to put on the podcast. Just release, yeah. you know, one audio version um, a week over there. And we've got to. Uh, the next Daniel video with the, yeah. the dealing with adult Daniel mm-hmm. um, that's going to be coming up soon. And the um, Johnny script will be uh, written very, very soon. Um, so the Johnny episode will be up. And then I think I'm going to go on to Terry. Oh, I like that. See, so, I mean, if, if we kind of start um, putting up your two character studies, Right. You already mm-hmm. have two up there. That's and then my Miyagi, that's already three episodes. We can we can get yep. these up, you know, in between again, just kind of record a little intro um, beforehand. Hey, yeah. you know, this is the audio version. These videos are on YouTube. It's you know, we would recommend watching the YouTube video because mm-hmm. of the images and the footages being used. Um, but for those that just want to listen to something on your commute or what have you, this is the audio right. version. So so there you yeah. go, guys. Um, uh, so I'm so watching reverse, them. too, because um <clears throat> Once I've got my my uh, Texas license, which will cover me pretty well nationwide, I won't have to study so much anymore. Um, and I'm supposed to be taking that test Wednesday. So once I've got that, um, I will have time to start porting the episode reviews over to video. So we're mm-hmm. going to have a new section on the YouTube channel of the episode reviews and all of those will go in there. So yeah, it, it, everything is getting ready to get really, really big over here, everybody. So yeah. Oh, hang on to your britches. Also, yes. Mark Kerr made you the most phenomenal poster of your clap for your classic cast. Interviews. Oh yeah. So I, I was like, well, are you spoiling something I don't know about, but yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I reached out to Mark and said, Hey, you know, I, I would like something, um, for our legacy interviews, you know, our legacy characters, rather. Uh, so all, all the characters, um, at the actors of the characters we, uh, we have interviewed from the Karate Kid movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, it's, it's on, you know, Instagram. I shared it on Twitter and all of mm-hmm. that. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, the other thing I was just going to tease, but nobody would be able to see it, but you and I are literally able to see each other now. You finally got a camera. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I uh, have a camera. Yes. So, so we spent uh, a good 15, 20 minutes diddling with the freaking filters. With filters yep. yeah, yes. <laughs> we weren't diddling. We were not diddling. Everyone or, don't listen to him. We yeah, were uh, fiddling. Maybe poor choice of word uh, there, but uh, fiddling, <laughs> fiddling, um, fiddling, yeah, fiddling, works. screwing around with the filters, having a good time, putting, you know, lipstick on each other. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so bright we green, bright green lipstick and giant eyebrows doing yeah. the Brooke Shields. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I think that's it. I think, I think we can get into this, um, after, after this review, we have three more episodes left. So, uh, definitely, definitely doable. Um, for for sure. Mm -hmm. I know the joke was that, uh, Cobra guys was going to finish their season four review before we finish our season three. So, but they have to move now. So they're, 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 they might be off the air for a week. Yeah, so let, let's hope not. But um, right. yeah. we love you and we hate your landlords and we well, hope you get like the best condo in the world. They they apparently like the guy. So but I think it's, it's something else um, that was out of his hands, you know. Oh, um, yeah. OK, it, so we it, don't hate your landlord, but yeah, we still yeah. hope you get like <laughs> the best studio or condo or whatever you're looking for where you are. Absolutely. 
All right. So we are reviewing episode 307, Obstaculos. Um, yes. Shout out to Jaime. Uh, it's somebody I served with. His wife sent me the pronunciation. Uh, I imagine you know what this um, what this translates to from Spanish. Obstacles. Obstacles. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because in season one, Escaleto, I asked Tom and we almost thought escalation because, you know, um, skeleton is spelled with an S for us. You didn't catch that Escalato is skeleton in. Well, I, you know, I didn't like watch it and just thought nothing of it. I, oh, I okay. saw the word and I looked right, it up right, and I'm right. like, oh, that, that makes sense. But, right. you know, just to kind of throw it out to someone who didn't know Spanish, you know, I, I can see where Tom thought that, yeah, escalation, like that makes sense as well. But, right. you know, in the, the Spanish form it starts with the E. So I do like the inclusion of the Spanish titles, at least yes. one. Um, at least one per season. Mm-hmm. Popo, and, season two. Yep, because it makes sense. You know, one of our main families is Hispanic. So mm-hmm. it, it does make sense. And I will admit that once again, when the fake episode titles, fake episode titles for season three, because they were all right, came out. This was the one in particular that I said, that is too on the nose. That is too obvious. They would never use a title that obvious. Hmm. Like, that's like somebody just thought up a word in Spanish and threw it on that fake list that was actually leaked from Netflix and was actually real. And I feel hmm. like an idiot every time I say that I thought this was a stupid episode title that they would never use. I was so wrong. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. I mean, look, I mean, we don't know what's real or not. That's why you got to be careful with the things that come out there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And interesting, like super interesting. <laughs> I just realized this. I'm going to send you a screenshot of this. Um, where I've got the, the video laying and where mm. you are with your video background. They uh, where I've got you sitting crosses right next to the altar. So I see the altar with Mr. Miyagi and then the altar with Mr. Miyagi right next to each other. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Also, it makes you kind of look like you're in this episode. Um, yeah, and you are in between uh, Chosen and Daniel. Yes, and it's not a bad place to be. Let me tell you. Anyway. Anyway, any episode that yeah. starts with a, a picture of Mr. Miyagi front and center, you know, is going to be a good one. Yeah, it's definitely welcomed. Um, so this episode is directed by Jen Salara, uh, who has been in... Um, you know, the previous seasons as well. Mm-hmm. And this is written by Alyssa. And what, what, what did we decide on for later? For later, for lighter, for lighter. For lighter. So, for lighter. Uh, um, you know, apologies. Uh, I, I should have reached out and asked for the pronunciation. Uh, and as always, uh, provided by Amy um, is the synopsis for episode 307. Uh, she writes, Miguel continues his Johnny Lawrence brand of rehab that has made for TV results. And he's back in school in record time. I like she put back in school there. Um, His classmates welcome him back with open arms, but he quickly learns that the Cobras are more toxic than ever. Also noticing the heightened toxicity is Yasmin, who starts to see Dimitri in a more positive light. After seeing just how bad it's gotten and finding out exactly how Dimitri broke his arm, Miguel confronts Hawk. He and Johnny both do their best to convince him to rejoin the new, not, not yet named Dojo, but he is too in doctrinated in the cult of no mercy 
Daniel and Amanda agree that reopening Miyagi-Do is the best move, but Sam's not at all receptive. Her PTSD continues to rear its head in the form of nightmares and panic attacks, and she declares that she's done with karate. Daniel takes her uh, out of school for the day for some bonding time and to learn exactly how badly she's struggling. At the park, which he's just discovered is a free public space, Johnny unveils his new badass and completely confusing dojo name to his remaining students. He and Miguel have a brief moment of hope when Hawk shows up, but quickly realize when Kreese arrives where his loyalties lie. Meanwhile, Kreese, for his approximately the 458,000th time, gives Johnny one last chance to return to Cobra Kai. <laughs> one last chance. I hear no lie here. I hear mm-hmm. no lie here. Yep, this is yep. your last chance, Johnny. Yep. So yep. We, we're going to have to do, uh, you know, when we do prop bets for a season four over under on uh, right. more, more chances given. Right. <laughs> so, right. And uh, the over under will be like five if he yeah. offers it less than five or more than five, because I think we're up to like seven at this point. Um, yeah. But plenty, yeah, plenty of chances. Yeah. So we'll just dive in uh, into it. Um, we open up with Sam finishing a workout at Miyagi-Do. Uh, she steps out to the backyard to find Tori. Uh, obviously, Cobra Kai, they have a uh, open invitation to walk into the backyard at any time. Right. Even though they shouldn't even know, you know, where it is. It's, um, uh, Daniel promoted it in season two, you know, free do, you know, free karate lessons. And right. Right. That That's hard. true. That's yeah. true. Go back yeah. to the, yeah. Um, and she's definitely um, a, a shout out to Frank, this shirt, this Vans shirt, I believe is only sold in white. Mm. Um, because my, my daughter-in-law um, wants to cosplay Corey or Tori. And she wants to do this one. And we have been all over the place. And the only place we could find that shirt was on eBay. And apparently it was only ever sold in white. Hmm. So we have to get some dye and dye it yellow. So Tori can definitely rock the chosen vibe here. Yeah, I I, I do wonder uh, to what you're saying about the um, it, it only being available in white. I, I wonder if like yellow was a thing and then um, it got discontinued. You know, like with the yeah, possibly because this is like a, a shirt from like, I mean, Vans was like the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, when they were really big. So, the, yeah, when they were really big, they're still very in now. Um, right. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're the skater crowd. Yeah. Um, well, my, my daughter, Penny, she she has some Vans Velcro shoes. Very cute. We, we, we shop at Vans for the kids. Um, uh, we do. We do. Um, yeah. We do uh, Converse. OK. Uh, Sky has like. 17 different pair of chucks just in oh, all yeah. different sizes oh, yeah. waiting for chucks are popular in the family too we have uh, a variety but um to what you're saying about vans uh you know the season four trail uh one minute clip came out and robbie is shown wearing this green um vans jacket which we talked about mm-hmm. in our breakdown so mm-hmm. I, I tried looking for it and it doesn't say discontinued but everywhere i was able to find it it is um, sold out and, and where it wasn't, it was a lot more, you know, uh, uh, yeah. more than I want to pay for. So, You're going to hit them on, you know, hit them on eBay. These, these yeah. clothes don't exist anymore. The intention, the intentionality involved, whether the yellow was a thing that was discontinued before the white was, whether they bought the white one, you know, from online somewhere and dyed it yellow either way. Um, he's the, I mean, this is the first time we've seen Tori in yellow, isn't mm-hmm. it? She's always been in gray, black, <sighs> or red. I, you know, you got me there. I mean, 
I, I'd have I to don't remember her wearing yellow before, but this, the, with the with the with the black check marks and everything, this has to be intentional. This is oh sure. This is this is you know an echo right back to three hundred six and chosen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um. So in 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 this fight scene, um, there's a lot of things being said. Uh, you know, Tori is blaming Sam for everything that's happened to Robbie and Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, obviously, and Sam it was her fault. Dimitri's arm got broken because she right. didn't stop them. Yeah, yep. and I, I think she, uh, Tori, at one point even mentions that she's going to, des- or she deserves worse than, you know, like an arm break or herself. Yeah. So, also yeah. note that uh, Tori somehow knows that Sam cried in Amanda's arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very. Uh, th- th- I think that's a very important thing to pay attention to is the fact that Tori knows that. Tori shouldn't know that. Absolutely. Know that. <laughs> so fight continues over by the pond. Uh, Tori dunks Sam's head into it, uh, seemingly um, uh, drowning her. And mm-hmm. Sam wakes up and it was all a dream. Yep. So I, you know, I don't remember uh, who said it or how popular the theory was. But I think some people were actually calling um, calling it in the, the trailer that that was a dream sequence. I think Watch Party may have in one of his theories. Yeah. Um, And I think it's it was on Twitter to who who put it on Twitter the first time. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, whoever it was, if you if you called this being a dream sequence, I thought it might be real at first since it was just Sam at the dojo. Daniel wasn't there. The other kids weren't there. Um. So, you know, and we know she goes there by herself sometimes because we've seen it already this season. Mm-hmm. So for the first 30 seconds or so, I kind of thought it might be real. But then the Tori knowing about Amanda thing and then Tori using moves that there's no way she already knows. Hmm. Um, and this this girl who's been practicing karate for six months um, you know, busting out all these, you know, high, high belt, you know, maneuvers and beating her when she's been doing this since she could walk. Yeah. So. Um, and then we cut to more Johnny rehab and mm-hmm. uh, some unorthodox uh, training and such. Uh, now, where did he get the kegger that's filled um, with beer? Uh, my guess is that he's one of those dudes that just owns a kegerator and he fills it up every morning. With beer? Of course with beer. You know, he's got no money. Uh, I, I, how much money do you have to have to buy a banquet? I, good point, but I've also never bought a big, uh, kegger. So. Oh, yeah. My, my, my father-in-law, actually, because he has a bar in his basement. Okay. And we actually always used it as a bar. And there's a spot in the the back of the bar. There's a a spot where the you know you can put a keg, and he's got one there. And oh, okay. it's always full, and it's been there for years. I mean, my father-in-law likes his beer. Sure. But, <laughs> um, I think I think Johnny is just one of those dudes because look how beat up it is too. It's dirty. Like the leg is flipped over the wrong direction. Um, He's probably had this in his apartment since he was like 23 when he thought it was cool. Oh, yeah, I, it is cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Johnny's one of those guys that would have a stolen stop sign hanging on his wall. 
We did not see one, but no, you know, no, not anymore. But yeah. I bet he had one when he was younger. At, at some point, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice touch there. We do see uh, the van uh, part. So he still has the van from episode 302, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, obviously, if you've already seen season three, he, he it comes back uh, l- later on for sure. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, a nice sequence with uh, them throwing away the, the wheelchair and uh, kind of walking up to the garbage can, kind of echoing uh, season two. Right. All that was missing was the fist bump because they both came out of Johnny's apartment. They didn't come out of their individuals. Um, they both look very badass. Miguel, with the, Miguel, Miguel is literally holding two crutches over his shoulder. And, you know, Johnny is 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 pushing a collapsed wheelchair. There is no way that these two men should look badass. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought it was also <laughs> pretty, funny, pretty funny to see Johnny like wheeling himself around in the wheelchair too, kind of playing. Around. That was funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the things that he's saying, okay, it's, it's Johnny and we are aware that Johnny says things that shouldn't really be said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also kind of that kind of language Miguel responds to. Um, so, yeah, and, and he, I think he ignores most of it, like, you know, calling him a gimp. That's yeah. really <laughs> no, Johnny, don't. <laughs> um, you got to laugh around There's me. two definitions of that word and Miguel is neither of them. So, yeah. you know, and, and plus it's an offensive freaking word. Don't yeah. say it. It's it's Johnny. Um, it Miguel is helping Johnny come up with uh, dojo names, but he's wondering how long it takes for uh, Facebook messages to be delivered. Um, right to which Miguel says instantaneous. So nice exchange there. Um, you know what? And I, he's sitting there staring at his Facebook messenger. That's the <laughs> he's like, come on, say something, say something, yeah. say something. Is, is it has it been delivered yet? Uh I wonder um, if she left him on red and he just didn't know how to interpret that. <laughs> that's pretty self-explanatory, I feel, you know, red yeah. or even read, you know. Right. Um, I wonder if she left him on red for a few days, and that's why he was like, What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. That could be. She is a doctor, so she she could be busy. But um, I don't hate Johnny Lawrence karate. That's not terrible. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, strike first would have worked. Strike first isn't bad. You right. Know, th- th- these are some. I'm some here for these normal dojo names. All American. Like not not Cobra with a K. You mean like KKK? Right. That's a bad idea. That sounds so, like something I've said to you before. Like yes. on the podcast, <laughs> those yes. exact words. And I was going to bring that up too. And I wanted to, I, and I feel like my, I might have even brought this up on Twitter or, or something, but I wanted to try to find the episode. And I feel it was one of our like um, mailbag episodes or like the one or two that's actually, you know, in the, in the back catalog. But right. I think it was an episode where we're just answering questions from our listeners. And yeah. um, somehow I remember, you know, at some point, I brought up, oh, you know, Karate Kid Companion. And then you're like, uh, you do realize that <laughs> what the I'm like, oh, yeah. So it, if if I can go back and find that, I'm going to definitely put it in one of these episodes, just kind of bring it up again. Just just because it was just it's so funny that that Johnny is on the same wavelength here. That actually happens to me a lot. Like I'll say stuff that then they will say. Um, and it makes me feel really good because it means yeah. that I actually understand these characters and know where they're going to go and what they're going to do. And same thing, you know, and I'm not trying to take credit, be like, oh, you know, they took it from us. It's just like, you know, sometimes 
we're, we're, we're all talking about the same damn, you know, characters. Right. And, stuff like and that. stuff's like, going to overlap and expressions exactly. are going to overlap and words are going to, you know, um, it, it, I, I, I mentioned, I, I believe I mentioned to the Cobra guys, you know, cause I, I do talk to them often that, um, when are you karate kidding me put out their episode maybe i even mentioned on on this podcast um but yeah they they put out the episode 305 i believe it was and jen and i made the exact same reference that oh um robbie is giving creasy a cool story bro like we both said Mm -hmm. that you know and it's we're talking about the exact same scene and that just you know it's that's what kids say and that's the expression so it's not like i listened to their episode and got it from them that's why i avoid listening mm-hmm. to other people's reviews so I don't get influenced by what they say. Yes. Um, so like, I know people are like, oh, they're waiting for our one episode, but I get lucky. I'm like, aha, I got a couple of guys. And are you crying? kidding me to listen to? Right. So, um, so yeah, Cobra Kai with a K. Um, Johnny obviously needs more students and Miguel offers to recruit at his first day back at school. Right. Which is pretty amazing. I mean, um, 45 minutes ago, Miguel couldn't move his feet yet. So <laughs> in, in the uh, duration of the show, yeah, yes, about in the duration of the show, it was about, yeah, yeah. about 45 minutes that Miguel was uh, that Miguel you know, was in was in rehab. And when he's doing the leg lifts with the table, they put the they, they put those tights on him that made or that made his legs look so skinny. Yeah, it, it, it's the athletes wear them, you know, so I'm yeah. sure it's more popular uh, amongst the um uh fighters as well now right but it fits with him you know rehabbing his legs you know that he started out with them really really you know skinny and then he's when he's in his jeans he's you know walking like a badass johnny though is gonna have to pay the return fee because that that wheelchair definitely was supposed to go back to the hospital when miguel was done with it <laughs> instead or, of throwing it in the dumpster yeah, i mean do, do you think maybe it's something that carmen could have gotten like um you know at, at a discount we're going to the hospital or something, you know, kind of given maybe like yeah. it actually bought. Yeah. In which case that's a $600 wheelchair. Don't throw it in the dumpster. Yeah. I mean, you know? if you need money, you can flip that Johnny. Right. What, Take what that thinking? to Lyle and sell it. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah. Punch up guy. Jeez. Yeah. See, he needs us as friends is, is what he needs. He does. Johnny does need us as friends. We'd so, be good friends. Yes, I think so. Um, so we got Sam walking into the kitchen and is greeted by her parents. Uh, Daniel offers some tea he brought back from Okinawa. Um, she smells something fishy and it ain't sushi. Right. I mean, and, and she knows, you know, her parents, she's like, you're being weird. Yes. What's yeah. going on? She knows what's up. Um, oh, yeah. They tell her that they figured out how to deal with Cobra Kai and that Daniel's going to reopen Miyagi-Do and uh, Amanda is 100% on board with this. Woo-hoo! We yeah. need um, a montage of Amanda training in season four. Ooh, I like that. Would that um, not be amazing? Yeah, I think it would be. She uh, would the, kick some serious ass. I mean, we've already seen her slap some serious face. Right? She'd so. slap some shit into people. <laughs> uh, the news doesn't make Sam feel any better. And she says she's not doing karate anymore as she walks out of the kitchen. Uh, Amanda tells Daniel she doesn't think Sam's sleeping well that night. And season three, Daniel continues to call out the things he kept missing in season two. Right. <laughs> and his uh, suits continue being too large for him. It's a, it's a thing. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'm not noticing, but I, I had his, to do his jackets work. are kind of hangy. It was worse in season two. Yeah. Season two. It was like he was as as they were filming and as he was training and everything, he was getting smaller and like all of his costumes toward the end of the season didn't fit. Yeah. They were all too big. And it was funny. Um, Amanda suggests he plays hooky and takes Sam out, uh, Sam out for him to work his Miyagi magic. And I thought this was, uh, was really interesting because uh, at first I was like, why, why are they, why do they, um, you know, uh, even write in like uh, to, to have Sam skip school for a day or even uh, Daniel miss a day of, um, of work. But I was like, oh, well, Miguel has to return to school. So he's got to be a school day. So that c- kind of makes sense. So right. um, it's just one of those things that I had like, aha, like, I'd imagine that was something that was probably brought up in the writer's room when they're kicking around ideas like, well, it's a school day. So they're, they're going to have to skip school and play hooky. So, right. Right. And I like just the casual mention of it, you know, because moms do that stuff. And it, as a, as someone who has raised uh, three boys and, and one girl, um, sometimes we would give our kids what we would call bad hair days. Mm. Right. On top of the, on top of the, the, um, excused absences that they got by default, you know, we would write notes for three more if they just needed a break, if they just needed to sleep in, if they, you know, stuff was going on that they needed to to think about or whatever. And it, when um, my daughter had one of her, her surgeries, when, when uh, we found her condition and she had a, a surgery, her three best friends skipped school to go with us. Mm, to be there nice. in the room when she woke up. So I, th- I think it's very important, actually. So, yeah, um, I'm behind that for good reasons, obviously. And Sam needs it more than ever mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So Miguel arrives at school and is greeted by a bunch of students who are happy to see he's back and in good health. Uh, enter Hawk, who asks if he's got bionic legs or some shit. But Miguel tells him that they're the same old boring human legs. Um, so I like that little interaction. There's some nerd shit. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the kids that, you know, did the welcome back sign and I'm looking at the staircase here and I don't think we know a single one no, of those no, children not that, at all. that the, the black kid in the in the maroon sweater. He is like, who are you? <laughs> it's the open open uh, maroon sweater, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he really he's stood like, out. He turns around <laughs> as he's walking up the stairs and he's like, oh. <gasps> He's probably like, going, oh, I'm on screen with Shola Maradwena. Yeah, no, that, that's, that was a reading I got. I was just like, okay, that's a little much, dude. You know, I, right? I did, he, he did stand out to me. But it um, works. I mean, you know, who are yeah. you, oh, first sure. of all? But then you got to remember, Miguel used to be friends with the obscure kids. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, they, the only thing missing was, was him jumping over the railing and running to go, like, pick up Miguel for, like, a really nice bear hug or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder uh, if he thought about it. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Security so, would have been all over his ass. Oh, well, it, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I know they're walking through the metal detectors and such, but uh, right. there's got to be someone else that's like one manning the you know metal detectors and the other one that's kind of like keeping an eye on the other students. Right, man. Miguel just came in, right? This right. is and, and we've been in this hallway. It's not super wide, this yeah. hallway between the doors and, and where the staircase is. It's not a super wide space. So he's like four feet from a cop. Yeah. And, you know, and I understand it's his first day back in. He's having like the warmest of welcomes. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that there's no shot of him even looking in the direction of the stairs where he had fallen and, and things like that. Yeah. He just looks up and smiles. Where where is his where is his rightfully earned PTSD 
with that staircase. Yeah. His should be worse than Sam's. Yeah. And, you know, and he's gone through a lot of like, um, I don't know, the self meditation during the, at the hospital, I'd imagine. Yeah. Right. To some self-actualization and yeah. things like um, that. Braden. So, so, you know, I think he's had more help than Sam. Oh, we, he's clearly had more help than Sam. He has. He's had Carmen, Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Braden, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah. the, with the, with the hippie stuff. And, you know, maybe he even slipped the kids some hippie stuff, you know, if his knees were hurting particularly yeah. or something. Johnny to a um, certain extent. Yes. You know? So. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the weird thing about Johnny is this horrible, terrible, dismissive way. He talks about everything that's wrong with Miguel uh-huh. kind of makes Miguel think it's no big deal. Like that's what Miguel responds to. Yeah. You know, and he's you know, blushing like, when he, he walks in. He doesn't need like uh, to look over and get like a flashback of the fall. Like may- maybe just right. a, you know, like just a glance over and then boom, Hawk is right there. Um, right. But Hawk does wonder if he can still throw down and that he's got to defend that title. So that means that they're well aware of the upcoming tournament. And Hawk thinks that he's the best of the best and that Miguel has to get through him first. Yep, that's what he's, he's pretty well more than implying that they will be in the final together. Mm-hmm. And I without giving spoilers for the rest of season three, because we haven't done those episodes yet. But there are several lines in this episode that make me worry about season four. And this is one of them. And, and we should. Yeah, because if, if Miguel and Hawk end up together in the finals or in the semifinals, if they are fighting each other. Um, then odds are they're in different dojos at that point because yes. they bracket those tournaments to keep teammates away from each other as long as possible. And if people follow me on Instagram and against some certain extent Twitter, because I don't share everything on Twitter that I post on Instagram, I have made some edits in people in different geese. So mm-hmm. um yeah. This I'll, I'll call out the other two lines too, but the, okay. this is yeah yeah. If, this, if I this is one makes me worry. If, if I if I don't bring it up, yeah, definitely jump in. Um, Miguel wants to talk to him about leaving, but the first bell sounds. Um, Miguel bumps that into, bell has interrupted so many important conversations. Oh, absolutely, and and I couldn't even add in my "Saved by the Bell" uh, joke, you know, because they're not being saved. It's just like, oh, great, there's the bell. Right. Um, oh, there's Dirk in the background. So at least oh. there's someone he knows as he walks by. <laughs> Did you say if you were going to share your screen with me? Because I, I, I'm not looking at anything but you. Oh, let, let me do. Yeah, let me do that. So uh, I'll, I'll leave that. Um, host disabled participant sharing. I think you have to make me host for me to show you my screen. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, that's what it tells me. Host disabled participant screen sharing. That's what it tells me. Oh, one participant can share at the time. That's why. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Um, Miguel bumps into Dimitri, who's at his locker and supporting his uh, or sporting his latest uh, arm cast. Uh, we see Yasmin in the back, just a few lockers away. And um, Dimitri makes a reference to the comeback kid. This, yeah. uh, is this movie you saw with John Ritter? Um, no, I actually have not seen the comeback kid. Neither have I, because I thought it was a different actor. Uh, I, I was mistaken with the heartbreak kid who the original movie was recipes, Charles Grodin. And then the remake was with uh, Ben Stiller, but the comeback kid, um, the way I was reading it, uh, a very similar, um, storyline to that of Johnny Lawrence. Um, 
you know, with the, the students and, and stuff like this. Uh, I, 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 I read this maybe a week and a half ago when I was taking mm-hmm. notes, but um, I thought that was a very interesting reference that he makes. Uh, Miguel asked about the cast and Dimitri tells him it's a proximal radius fracture. And I looked it up. This takes about six to 12 weeks to heal. Mm-hmm. So unless Daniel works on Miyagi, Miyagi magic, that's about the time frame we're looking at here. Uh, and the other thing about uh, radial fractures is they don't generally cast them because it's up so high. Hmm. But I'm wondering with him being and you know, a kid, because adults, they'll just put you in a sling until the bone grows back together because it, you know it's up here this okay. is this is your you know uh, your yeah it's it's up there right there so it, it's a nice cast though and i oh, love sure. <laughs> i i love that that uh, that yasmin um that her locker is literally right next to dimitri's yeah i wonder if she did that on purpose or if whatever or their he. last names are yeah well, just- uh, well i mean for um like through my high school days it was never alphabetical or anything like that I, I think at some at some point some years it was almost kind of like when you show up before the school year for whatever it was i, I think you got to kind of pick what was available to you know oh, like God, if you knew your classes and things like that yeah so i, I think I'm, I'm sure each school varies and yeah the only thing they... um the only the only thing that we were allowed to do the seniors could pick their own locker mates couldn't pick the locker, but could pick who who they shared it with um, because we had the big ones. We didn't have the the half ones like this. We had the big ones. So um, but we were always in alphabetical order. My maiden name was Smith um, and my locker mate all four years of high school was also named Smith, but not related to me. We that just, would really suck, uh, especially for people like me who has a last name that starts, you know, at the bottom portion of the alphabet because then we would never get anything good you know no you'd, you'd, you'd be stuck down in the at the at the last locker right there before the biology room that always somehow stinks of formaldehyde <laughs> and, and mothballs or something. Right. <laughs> so yeah that, that would definitely suck uh and and uh be very unfortunate um so yeah, yeah like like in in the service uh it, you know in the army when i served many things were always done alphabetically. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I always found myself with a little bit of downtime, but depending on what it was, I, I I would get less time to do whatever the thing was. Like for for example, if we had to go eat in alphabetical order, well, I'm not going to get my food until towards the end, but also (laughs) like being the youngest at Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But also like in basic training, um, for us, the way we did it was when the last person of our platoon walked in that door, we had two minutes to finish up. So if you were the last man, you got two minutes to finish eating. If you were the first, yes, you were probably in there for like 10 minutes. That was, that was junior high. Um, We had a half an hour lunch, right? Half hour lunch. And some of us got out early because we were in band. Band teacher always let us out early if we had lunch. So we, we, you know, we'd get like 45 minutes, but then some people, their teachers would hold them over or, you know, they were doing something. They couldn't get there. They had other stuff to do. They walk in at like 12, 11, dude, you got four minutes to fill that tray and eat. Yeah. And they would give you a late pass if you stayed and ate your lunch. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's crazy. Not going to lie. I, I had fun in school, middle school, high school. I would do it all again. Um, you know, oh, I, I would I, do high school again, not not junior high. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, Eighth I, I grade had, uh, is hell. Eighth grade is just hell. 
for everyone, for parents, for teachers, for the students at every eighth grade when puberty hits those boys is hell. Mm. It was okay for me. It was fine. But you well, know, you were the, every, you were one of the guys. See, you know, you know that's true. But yeah, every, everybody's experience was different. But, um, you know, I, ha- I have my click and stuff, but I, I knew everybody from all the other cliques as, as well. So, um, right. But uh, where were we here? We were at the lockers with Yasmin and Dimitri. And, and now we are. Oh, nope, nope. I still got uh, many uh, uh, notes here. Okay, so, I just um, I skipped ahead because yeah, my, my video fine. player was being screwy. Okay. So, yeah, so they um, so they're still partnering up for science projects is what we're getting here between Yasmin and, and Dimitri. Um, and Dimitri tells her the invitation for her to sign it still stands, which means at some point he asked her before. Yes. Yes. Um, Jasmine says that uh, it smells uh, that his cast smells to which Dimitri says that he put uh, a lemon rind down there to mitigate that, which I thought was interesting because that's something that like people who wash dishes, uh, you know, tend uh, do to keep your garbage. Disposal yeah, you put a lemon down okay. the garbage disposal or um, ice cubes and lemons also work real well. Put yeah. the ice cubes to down sharp, to sharpen, you yep, know, the, sharpen uh, the blades. Yep, that's right. Um, Eggshells okay, will clean yep. the blades real well. I like that. You see, you guys, um, you guys are learning here. You, you know, yeah, you're not just... yeah, this is how you take care of a garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it doesn't stink. I'm not all that sure about sticking an entire slice of lemon down a cast that is already itching like hell has to be um, because it goes all the way up and his elbow can't move and all that elbow sweat Mm -hmm. just sits. I'm, I'm speaking as someone who had two sons who broke their arms and one had to be in the cast halfway up because when it was just his arm, he took it off. So we had to go right back to, oh boy. to the yeah, right back to him and, and and get another one up on the elbow. But that elbow sweat that he's got going on right there, Gaz is actually telling the truth here. Yeah. Oh, that absolutely. stinks when you've mm-hmm. got a, a joint bent in a cast. I believe it just it. does. Um, let's see here. Uh, but now let's see. No, 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 no. Um, when he used to be a thorn in her tits, he was getting her an A. But now he can't even do that because he's defective. Um, so a few things there. Uh, Miguel asks how he broke his arm, and Dimitri says that they have a lot to uh, catch up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like the way that Dimitri uh, switches gears so quickly between the flirting with Yasmin and mm-hmm. then the absolute seriousness with Miguel. And a lot of people think you know she's giving him crap or whatever. Here, this is the beginning of whatever they may become right starting oh yeah um because they're flirting and he's so sarcastic and she's so sarcastic that like their flirting is really mean oh yeah that's what they're doing right i mean we're gonna see this change throughout this episode for sure yes yes Um, and he just needs to yank on her braid and it's you know complete what well, it, 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 like um, in, in junior Great. high, the thing is that, you know, you sit in there and um, if the boy behind you is like pulling your hair or okay. putting gum in your braid or whatever, it's supposed to mean they like you. I'm sorry. I, I you, you said yank braid and I'm, I was imagining yanking hair, like pulling hair. Once again, they're children. We're not um, speculating on the sex lives of children. 
I think I've said that before too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you do realize I had kids when I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I, 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 I do. And, um, but we're not talking about me here. We're talking about Dimitri. No, we're talking um, about Dimitri and Yasmin it, it, she is not pregnant as far as we know. So let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> we got a montage of Johnny looking for a new space to train. Uh, first up, pretty nice gym with a lot of great amenities. Uh, Johnny says he'll take it and doesn't need paperwork. But this uh, gentleman here says that they still need a contract and that they'll uh, still need to run his credit. Johnny prefers that they skip all that crap and make an old fashioned right. handshake deal like men. Who does he owe money to? <laughs> how many <laughs> how many debtors he's probably got? I imagine, you know, like Daniel and, and Amanda, right? The, like their their credit score is like 740 or what? Johnny is a 512 person. Like he sometimes pays his phone bill on time. <laughs> Lots of red flags. Lots yeah. of red flags. Yeah. He's like, he's like a five twelve. He's not even getting a car loan. I mean, I like the fact that like this, this is a nice gym, but I, it I, is. I don't, it's beautiful. I, I don't know what the job position or title of this man is, but he's in a really nice suit. And Johnny's just Johnny. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He's probably so. a property manager. Cause remember yeah. um, Armand okay. had a property manager in season one. Um, because when, when Johnny got the keys, it was not from Armand. It was mm. from like a real estate agent. Um, oh, right. so this right, guy right. may be a property manager or a real estate agent or, okay. but that is a really nice gym and it is the best orange juice Johnny has ever had in his life. That's what he says, but we don't know for sure. Cause he could, you know, just be a bone smoker. I wonder if he's a pulp guy. Cause we all know Daniel is a no pulp guy. Mm-hmm. Oh no. If Johnny is a pulp guy, that's the end of their friendship. You can't be friends with someone who likes the 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 wrong orange juice. Something to look out uh, to look out for in upcoming seasons here. Johnny and Daniel beating the crap out of each other over orange over juice. Over orange juice. I mean, they've done worse. They, they absolutely would. This is the this is what their friendship is going to be. Oh yeah. Uh, we skip to the fourth place he's seen uh, in the day and tells mm-hmm. this guy he's trying to work within uh, his budget, implying everything else has been a little pricey. Um, and I'm sure yep. it's all of them uh, turning him down, of course. Right. Uh, and this guy is this is like a straight up. This might actually be the warehouse that Johnny and Daniel are training in in season four. Could very well be um, when he walked in. I don't know. There was something about it made me think that this is the place that that they end up renting, which would mean Daniel is the one renting the space um, from the guy in the overalls eating the pita thing oh, you, you, um, you know with what? like the, cheeto dust on his shirt yeah I, I didn't i didn't think about this but um you know we can reference some of the things we've seen but let's be careful with possible spoilers for those that are like kind of new uh coming on new to cobra kai i, I didn't oh, even think about that. i okay yes i apologize that was a spoiler if you've been yeah. avoiding the 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 trailers i'm sorry about that yeah yeah so i but the good thing is like you know we're towards the end of season three and season four is right around the corner so right what um, are we 50 um hang on hang on let me let me check it as we are recording get to countdown here cobra kai is 53 days, 15 hours, 36 minutes, and 16 seconds away. And that will be um, dr- dramatically reduced by the time you're hearing this or whenever you're hearing this. So that's right? amazing. But yeah, so that, that wasn't huge. But I I, I, I was listening. Um, I, I was restarting my binge of a podcast I completely love um, about Shit's Creek. And mm-hmm. uh, and they, they redid their episode 101. 
And it, it, it's it's funny because they, they did that after the show's run. Um, really? I, I didn't catch the reason why, you know, because I'm working. So I just I, I just throw it on so I can listen to them because I, I love the hosts and uh-huh. I love the show. So I'm just kind of replaying the show in, in my head. But um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they redid their one on one. And um, and I think they did their season one a little bit later. I, I'm not sure. I'm kind of forgetting the order. But there were many times where they go, oh, hey, let's be mindful. You know, if you're joining new to the show, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they went back to take out potential spoilers in their commentary. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, because I I think they did start their podcast after the show had already started. I I think that's what it was. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I think think they started about season four, you know, so so they had to kind of really be careful. Um, This guy uh, says that he can knock down a few hundred due to the asbestos. Uh, and uh, thinks they got it all. Not so sure. They, so, yeah, they, they, we think the mitigation guys got it all. Got to got to drop it down more than a few hundred if you think they got it all. Uh, right. In my opinion, but uh, it costs three grand, and Johnny is appalled because there's no juice bar or steam room. Um, but the guy says there's a vending machine, or there was a vending machine down the hall, and some homeless guy crapped in it. So I'm not sure if it'd be uh, if I'd be more concerned that there's no vending machine or the fact that there might be a squatter. Well, I mean, and then again, if we're talking homeless people, of course, it may be Lynn. Um, oh. I, um, you know, he if he if he just well, you know, saw her from a distance and or you know whatever. Assumed it was a guy, yeah, because he's yeah. this homeless guy, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, be a friend of Lynn's. It, you wouldn't expect women to go around crapping and vending machines, but if any woman would, it would be Lynn. Absolutely, and you know, can you imagine if? If he does get this and, you know, the, the homeless man brings Lynn along and she sees oh, that Johnny that's renting the, uh, the building now. Oh, my God. I love Lynn. I love Lynn and Johnny's interactions with each other. I love Lynn, everything about them. Those movies in the 90s about the like the, the person building like a tiny little space for themselves in the attic so they can stock and what, what have you. That's going to be Lynn in, the, in this building. Yes, as CSI did an episode about that. Actually, Ooh. Nick had a stalker living in his attic I for don't know who like a month. Um, well, it was it was CSI, so you just you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was hoping you were going to tell me the actor. I'll say, oh, okay, I don't know oh, who that is. Yeah, well, George Eats plays Nick. Plays Nick on CSI. Um, maybe if I saw his face, I'm sure you'd know him if you saw him. Yeah. Um, Johnny's still upset that he drove all the way there thinking uh, it'd be cheap. And the guy says it's L.A. and that if he wants a roof with four walls, it's going to cost him. Cut yep. to Johnny just flabbergasted that the park is free and no strings <laughs> attached. I love the Johnny is dumb thing. <laughs> I do um, because he's so smart about so many things. Right. Yeah. And then he's so dumb about just like basic life. Well, basic for how us, does like, he not know media, that the park yeah. is free? Well, I mean, I don't. It's, it's Johnny, you know. Hashtag it's Johnny. Um, the kids were the, his kids were literally practicing in this park when they first started. This is remember the fight with with Hawk and Bert when when Eli oh. kicked Bert in the face. Uh, I thought that was the school uh, um, schoolyard. It, 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 the schoolyard or park or what? Yeah, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a park near the school. But oh no, I th- I thought that was like during school. I thought that was like recess or PE or something. We'll have to go back. But oh um, no, I was I was thinking it was a. It, it, I was thinking it was a Saturday. Mm. Because of the party at the canyon, starting. You know, most people aren't going to go to a party in the canyon and get drunk on a school night. 
Yeah, for for me, I thought it was like you know, because when they found about it, it, it just be more convenient during school hours. Because like, hey, you know, after school, you know, go get ready for this party, you know, kind of thing. I used uh, to know what time it was. Let me see if I can find that. Oh, I'd have to go back to see. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. No, I can't, don't, don't I can't worry do about because we'll, I'll I'll lose that video. We could do bit. that offline. Yeah. Um, he asked if he could do karate within a perimeter and the man says he can do whatever he wants and that it's a public park and then asked if he can get back to his family. That's an awkward screen cap right there. <laughs> yes. you see Johnny's face? <laughs> so like, hey, obviously you guys can't see it. This exact frame that uh, Brianna has it paused on. Johnny has this look as um, he's like, hey, sir. Can I go sit with your family? You know, it's really he does. Weird. He looks you, like a stalker. Uh, it is um, nine minutes and 26 seconds. If you guys want to check it out, it's a, yeah. So, I mean, why, why don't you screen capture that and just tweet okay. it real quick? No captions, just not, with, without anything. Just tweet that photo out and just okay. see what people say and then uh, read any replies live as, as we're recording here. Okay. Um, I got it. I mean, all right. Daniel and Sam are out at the lake on Miyagi's boat. Uh, Daniel thought that they could both use the peacefulness out there. And uh, Sam seems suspicious. And Daniel says that he also thought they could catch some dinner for tonight. Um, I'd still be suspicious because Daniel admits he's still a little rusty. Right. And I mean, you kind of have to expect it, right? I mean, this is this is the place that Daniel said that Mr. Miyagi always took him. Mm -hmm. Um. But he remember when he said that he um, the the reservoir mm. is dried up, so he had to find somewhere new. Oh, to right. Take Sam. And, you know, he came up with the mountain. So I'm pretty sure that lake is supposed to be pretty near that mountain. Uh, Daniel instructs on how to fish. Uh, first time fishing for her question mark. Um, and the last time they were out there was with Mr. Miyagi. So my question, is that what she refers to him as when talking to Daniel? As Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Or do you think like maybe because like since he's passed, now she refers to him as that because like they don't like talk to uh, talk about him a, a lot, you know, but they, they will reference him. You know what I mean? It's, instead of like just referred referring to him as grandpa. Right. Like like one of these days we're going to get Sam saying or thinking you know about uh about mr miyagi in terms of calling him um actually calling him grandpa you know mm -hmm. in in english i would have adored if she called him tan may but obviously she didn't because daniel had never heard that word before right um Good either point. that or sam did call him og from the actual the the, the japanese rather than the okinawan well, I, I feel like Mr. Miyagi would have corrected her, right? Or he, she would not have learned that word if if he taught her that. Unless, unless you're saying Daniel learned that word, taught it to her. He, she calls him that, and Mr. Miyagi that's, never like corrected her. That, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. That because it was Sam, he just never corrected her. Okay, um, that's, that's because interesting. you know that's his that's his that's his grandbaby. That that's his that's his his little granddaughter, right? Um. My granddaughter does things she's not supposed to do all the time. And she hears no, no from mommy and daddy way more than she hears it from grandma. Yeah. So hmm. that's interesting. So Sam called him that and Daniel didn't know that's yeah. There's, there's some thinking to do there for, for us. Um, 
I, I see it, it and it, it's up in the air. Is it something that Daniel would have encouraged or, you know, since he maybe has a basic rudimentary grasp of Japanese with as much time as he has spent yeah. um, negotiating with car manufacturers and things like that. Um, no, and I, I, don't, I don't think we're assuming that like Mr. Miyagi lived with them right after they were like Daniel. Yes. You know, I, I honestly think he did. I think Mr. Miyagi has a room in Daniel's house somewhere. We just okay. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Cause it'd be interesting. Cause I, I feel like maybe again with like Daniel, not knowing that that's what Sam was calling him, Tanmei, that uh, maybe the, the few times that maybe Mr. Miyagi would come and visit, that was like their thing. You right. know, that, that she would refer to him as that and, and that would be it. But I feel like if he was around all the time, at some point, Daniel must have heard it. Right. Yeah, he would have heard it somewhere. So uh, anyway, um, let's see. Apparently the fish uh, he he caught was so big the last time they were there that Amanda was too afraid to cook it for dinner. That must have been some fish. <laughs> Or she that is a big have... ass fish. Yeah, that, that yeah, that is that you you just pulled a gar with his full you know set of teeth up out of there, and he's not quite dead in the bucket yet. I mean, yeah. um, and and imagine like it, it could be. I'm sure there's only specific fishes in that region, but imagine something as ugly as like a catfish. You know, Amanda's like, Mm-mm, no, no, thank you. No, catfish aren't ugly. No, catfish aren't ugly. Gar are ugly. Um, do you know what gar is? I'm sure if I saw it, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that one. It's an alligator fish. Ooh. And I I don't know. Yeah, because it's got this big, huge snout with all these freaking teeth. And I don't know if they have them on the West Coast. The river that um, my hometown sits on is full of them. You, If you okay. go down to the river, you're either pulling out carp that smell like poop. They should be called crap. Because they should be. They are full of it. Their mud veins are always full. Carp stinks so bad. Yeah, carp is very popular uh, in with um, Asian dishes and stuff. Oh, it's the, oh uh, god the, the 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 mud veins are just a nightmare. Um, and gar, that's what's in the river. Okay, carp uh, and gar. Daniel reminds her that that's the day they uh, uh, taught her how to balance on the uh, on the bow, bow of the boat on the bow boat. Uh, of the boat and it sounds like uh, she was a natural and was pretty well balanced yeah and and mr miyagi and daniel together couldn't throw her off yeah um, um, i love this shot and and now that you see you know you can see you know the the landscape in the back and this is i do believe um stone mountain georgia okay. but um because that's where they filmed like the training scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that was up on on um stone mountain right but this is I'm, I'm sure that this is the you know it's meant to be the lake that goes um, to the mountain the same place they train daniel asks if she tried for old time's sake uh and sam gets upset and questioned if that's why he brought her there and uh to trick her into doing karate which yep. daniel denies and says that uh, he just wanted to spend the day together and sam reminds him that she quit karate right. daniel says he can't help her if she doesn't tell him what's going on and okay. She goes into telling him how she froze and watched her friends get hurt. How she watched mm-hmm. Dimitri get his arm broken and she couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Everything just, that Tori accused her of in the dream is coming out of her mouth right now. Exactly. And uh, yeah, Mary's just acting her ass off. This was She's the, amazing. On Mary my initial did a phenomenal watch. job yeah, with this. This was one of the other uh, sequences that that made me like, really feel for her. Right. Um, 
she can she can do i mean the 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 devastation on her face it's just there i mean she looks like a 16 year old girl in the middle of a mental health crisis mm-hmm. she's terrified and it's on her face in every scene yeah um she's so good she says she's been having panic attacks and doesn't know if she'll ever be able to defend herself again and he apologizes, uh, empathizing with her, and she has to be taken home. This is the one thing, and it makes sense because she is a 16-year-old girl, right? So everything that happens when you're a 16-year-old girl, if it's bad, it's the end of the freaking world. Mm-hmm. And it never even enters your mind as a possibility that your parents might have gone through the same thing. So the instant teenage response is you don't understand. Right. Like your parents were never, like Daniel was never a teenager. Right. Like she just assumes, even with the stories she's heard, she just assumes that Daniel was never afraid of anybody. Yeah, my um, my oldest, who's twenty one, um, he's he's better now. But obviously, as you can imagine, is in his late teens. I had mm-hmm. to remind him. I go, you realize I had you junior year. Like I, I'm not that far removed from high school. I'm still, I'm younger than most parents, mm-hmm. and um, you know, especially the parents of like his friends. Like I. I'm not that far removed and like, I understand everything. So like that, that's, that was always like my preface in, into lectures and, and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, you know, you, you don't think we're naive. Like, you know, I snuck out all the time. I've stuck into many a bedrooms, <laughs> you know, things like that. Bars under the age of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe a little. Everybody's uh, done that. You know, the college yeah. that the, the first college that I went to, got up there. I was 18 and a half. All you needed to get served at that bar was a college ID. Even knowing that there were 17 year olds enrolled in that college, all you needed to get drunk at that bar was a college ID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we've been there. We've done it, you know, and my kids were the same way. They didn't believe I had ever done anything bad. Yeah. You know, so and so Dimitri grabs his lunch and accidentally bumps into Kyler, who tosses food, his food into the garbage can. Uh, Kyler offers more help and says he'd uh, signed his cast. And we briefly cut to Mitch, who's looking for a seat. Hawk um, seat blocks him and says the party's full. And this kind of uh, reminded me of that scene in Forrest Gump. Can't sit here. Seat's tightened. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, for me, it calls back to, you know, the loser table, right? right. That that uh, that Eli or Dimitri or Hawk rather sends Mitch to. And it's Bert and the other little blonde kid that's not Sean Thacker, whose name I don't right. know. Right. We, we, um, we don't know yet. He's uh, the future Eagle Fang karate yes. member who yes. we have seen all grown up in season four. Uh, right. He's like yeah, a grown trailer. ass man now. He's got a full um, beard and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Well, so does Sholo most of the time. Oh, sure. Um, but it, 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 it is a callback to me to Miguel trying, you know, Miguel sitting with Dimitri and and Eli that first time at school. Um, And here is Eli sending someone else to what used to be his table. You know, I I could be wrong, but I feel the quote unquote loser table is like a movie thing. Like, you know, I've uh, I went to. I went to a few different schools, two in high school, and there was never a loser table. I mean, Obviously, you everyone had clicks, right? But there was no right. loser click. 
Um, so I, I, I just think that's just one of those things that, you know, kind of made up in, in cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, it, it works here and it makes sense because they're the, the rejects, right. Oh, they're sure. the ones yeah. that have left or been kicked out of Cobra Kai. It was just something um, that I, that I I thought of. I go, you know what? I, I don't know if I've ever seen the, a loser the, the losers all gravitated toward each other. And yeah, maybe there was, you know, 10 or 12 loser tables, you know, and mm. all the big, all the, the big names and the, the football players and the cheerleaders, they all sat, you know, on the West side of the cafeteria and everyone else, all the normies, you know, sat on the right, but yeah. there was not one loser table. There were losers at all of the normie tables. It's just the way it went. If, if you guys haven't seen it, it, it's nothing like, Oh, you need to go see it. But I did cut Mitch out and inserted uh, Miguel from season one asking Dimitri to, to to sit down. So I kind of worked that in that yeah. Hawk says, no, you can't sit here. Party's full. And then he goes over to Dimitri and uh, and Eli. So mm-hmm. um, twins there, evil twin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hawk suggests he sits over at the rejects table and we sadly see Bert looking over from there, which I vaguely, I, love I vaguely remember Owen mentioning that there, there might have been a few different takes. And he was actually surprised that they went with that one because like, I, I, I think he said that this, maybe this wasn't one that um, he thought they would go with. Uh, you know, I'm clearly forgetting um, where he's just the sitting there looking all forlorn and mm-hmm. lost and abandoned by his friends. Yeah. Um, and Miguel, uh, you know, walks in uh, visibly upset and tells Hawk he heard uh, what happened about Dimitri. Asks mm-hmm. how could he do that, and Jacob delivers some great eye acting here. Uh, oh as God, he always he's amazing! Does. Yeah, there's uh, the, you can see the guilt in yeah you can you can see in his eyes the the fight going on in his head between Eli and 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 Hawk. You see mm-hmm. it all season long. Um, he's still out there doing bad things, also. right? He's 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 still out there doing bad things. Um, but he's conflicted. He knows Eli knows he should not be doing what he's doing. Right. But Hawk is unwilling to let Eli back in control again. And it's interesting to me because when we interviewed Jacob, you know, I mentioned that I see Hawk and, and Eli as two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't play them that way. He plays them as if they are the same person. It's just, you know, the the mental conflict within between what he knows is right and what he thinks is right. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's a break there. Right. Uh, Hawk flips it and says Miguel should be thanking him uh, for getting revenge on Miyagi, though, who started it and and that Cobra Kai finished it. Uh, Miguel says that's not what sensei taught them. And Hawk yep. makes it clear that Johnny's not his sensei anymore. Yeah. Um, Miguel thinks he's ungrateful for everything Johnny's done. And Hawk says he betrayed them. And Miguel says that uh, this isn't him talking. The crease has gotten into their heads. Yeah. And says he can change that by leaving Cobra Kai and join Sensei Lawrence's new dojo mm-hmm. that others would follow if he did and that they can show everyone they're not a bunch of bullies. Um, One thing that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. Because because my next uh, statement is going to kind of lead into a, another conversation here. Oh, OK. Um, I, I love that, you know, th- through season one, season two, Miguel was like the head of this this friend group. Yeah. Right. And he was still trying in some way to negotiate a way to maintain his friendship with Eli or with um, Dimitri mm-hmm. because he, he loves Dimitri and he loves Eli. And he's Miguel Sholo through here does some phenomenal face acting, too. Oh, yeah. Um, 
the the love that he has for Eli is so clear on his face, but so is the disappointment. Yeah. And it, it, it's just it's amazing, you know, because the the acting is so good in this show that it makes these kids seem real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, I, it's beautiful. I completely agree. One hundred percent. Hundo P, I think some kids. Hundo P, son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, wait, he's dead now. (laughs) Who's who's that? Oh, uh, Brooks. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that was Brooks's line. He's a a bloody pulp on the on the mat. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so hot questions about the new dojo. Do you think uh, that idea excites him or do you think he sees it as like another opportunity to screw with another dojo? Uh, led by someone who obviously he feels betrayed by. I think it's both. I think okay. he's he's drawn to Miguel because of their friendship. He is still drawn to Johnny to a certain extent mm-hmm. um, because it, he loved Johnny for so long. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think he is looking at it as this is a, another chance to screw with Mitch and Bert and, you know, whoever might go. Um, and he's he is upset that El Serpiente is not, you know, coming back to Cobra Kai. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm sure he will no longer be uh, called that. It'll be interesting to see if that name continues, that nickname. Yeah. Um, so Kyler calls attention to his Picasso and Dimitri's cast, uh, embarrassed by everyone laughing at the huge dick on his cast. Uh, Dimitri leaves the cafeteria as Yasmin watches and. Looks like she feels bad for him. Yeah, Kyler is just such a fucking dick. I mean, yeah, he is. And it, it's it's interesting to see, again, the, the dynamics in this school changing um, to where, you know, because Kyler and Yaz were friends. They mm-hmm. were. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it like Yasmin was the, the head of the girl part of that group, you know. Um, and now here we are, and she's feeling sympathy for someone that that group is screwing with. That's a good point you make. And um, I, I don't believe, you know, this next uh, comment is directed at Yasmin, but it could very much well be as well. But uh, Miguel, you know, back to Miguel, who questions, these are your friends now, you know, as he, right. as he walks out. So uh, obviously Yasmin is in, in earshot of it, but, you know, the cut to her, you know, just her feeling bad for for Dimitri, I think speaks volumes. It does. It really does. Um, and uh, having this, you know, it, it it's like Hawk broke that arm and Dimitri, you know, it, it has the giant dick drawn on it now. And Miguel is like drawing attention to that. Like you're friends with Kyler now. How did you, you know, when did, when did that happen? And yeah. it's almost like he thinks that, that Hawk should be upset about what Kyler just did knowing Kyler couldn't have done that if Hawk hadn't broken his arm in the first place. Yeah. You know, uh, not, not, not a terrible drawing because we are like paused on that very image of the the, the, the giant penis. Um, I would have added some, uh, some stubble on the scrotum there, you know, to, to make it even more funny. That's what I would have well, done. Well, it, it's also possible, you know, he's making because the, the, the dick and balls are completely naked, you know. So either Clean he's, shaven. you know, <laughs> yeah, either either he's saying that Dimitri manscapes or, you know, he hasn't hit puberty yet, one or the other. 
from um, the latter, you know, it, think, yeah, I think that's, here. I think that's a, I think it's a, you know, if it, if it's intentional, it's a puberty reference. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I would have gone like veiny plus a stubble on the scrotum. That's I, I would have embarrassed the shit out of Dimitri if I was Kyler. So okay. that's where, you, that's, that's you drew artistic dicks on stop signs when you were a kid, didn't you? Not stop signs. <laughs> 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 I might've even drawn arms and legs, you know, um, on uh, shafts. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? Why does a dick need arms? I'm. I'm. I was a teenage boy. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So. Okay. Uh, I've I've never been one, and I've raised <laughs> like ten, and they're all assholes. Some of these so. Peter originals may have ended up in your books. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's people out there running around with artistic dicks in their yeah. yearbooks, drawn by their buddy Pete. Yeah. Look at me now. I'm a podcaster, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh boy! Um, so Daniel is packing things into the trunk and reassures Sam that he's always there for her. Uh, Daniel asks her to walk him through what happened. Uh, she described in great detail uh, how she felt physically and mentally. And Daniel asks if this had anything to do with Tori. Um, yeah. Sam tells him that it had been uh, the first time she had seen her since the school fight. Yeah. And again, Mary with the just phenomenal acting and and Ralph doing the same. I mean, you absolutely buy the father daughter relationship between these two. Yeah. Um, so, you know, their their chemistry read that they did, you know, go back and watch the chemistry read. They did this, this scene on her bed from season one. And it was like instant, mm-hmm. you know, click that that uh, they relate to each other that well. And this is a very, very important scene. Because this is Sam finally starting to open up to Daniel a right. little bit about what's been going on with her. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes the PTSD immediately. He knows exactly what he's looking at. Yeah. But she uh, had to show it to him first. So Right. Um, she says that she feels that it would happen all over again, uh, that her brain could feel it starting and her body would just stop. Uh, mm-hmm. And she repeats how Dimitri got hurt and that she couldn't do anything to stop it. And Daniel tells her that that wasn't on her and that Cobra Kai is out of control. And mm-hmm. uh, she says that's the problem and admits that she's scared and never felt so alone, um, which can be frightening for anybody, but especially a teenager. It can um, be. And, 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 you know, there's, there's little callbacks here. You know, she's, she's so upset because she, she can't protect her friends. Right. That's, that's where her mind is. Mm-hmm. How many times did Daniel get himself damn near killed trying to save his friends or protect his friends? Right. I'm sure he doesn't want Sam doing that. Right. Um, um, so. Uh, Daniel assures her that she's not alone and what she's mm-hmm. feeling is nothing to be ashamed of. And mm-hmm. asks her if she's up for a, a pit stop on the way home. And Sam yeah. ends there. Um, it's a, got, a good scene. Well, I think this is one of the best. The one that's coming up is better. But this is, I think, one of the best Sam and Daniel scenes of the entire show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're so good together. Uh, Johnny walking through the halls of West Valley High. Uh, he says, hey, what's up, Moose? And I did a, a little bit of research. I, I, I feel this might be a reference to a Moose Mason from the Archie comics. Uh, that um, might be where Johnny's coming from. Yeah, you know, because um, you you uh, mentioned many a times that Johnny or uh, Billy is six one, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Moose is got to be like six five here. Yeah, right? six six four, six five. Yeah. 
you know, Definitely. something like that. So tall guy, um, mm-hmm. Moose Mason was like an athlete. Uh, mm-hmm. I think came from a poor family, but I think just like the, the you know, like a big ass kid in the hallway. He's just, right. And he had a thing going on. I can't remember her name, but the hippie girl. Yeah, he had a thing going with one of the one of the but it wasn't one of the main girls. It was the the real tall. Um, God, I can't remember. I can see her in my head. But no um, it could be that or, you know, Johnny's a supernatural fan. <laughs> OK, um, because, it, you know, supernatural uh, Sam and Dean were moose and squirrel. That's hmm. what that's what um, Rocky the King of Hell called them anyway. Okay. Yeah. Moose and squirrel. Yeah. Um, which was Rocky and Bullwinkle, obviously. So it could be, you know, he's just calling him a moose because this kid is enormous. Right. Oh, absolutely. This is this is this is a big kid. I mean, my my mojo number three son, he's like, you know, six two. Uh, 275 so he was a big kid in high school but he's mm. not as big as this kid yeah it, it might be a faculty member with a backpack who knows you know uh, uh, <laughs> uh no with the, with the shirt he has on that, that that is a student wardrobe if i've ever seen one. <laughs> i mean i i had teachers in jeans and a tee you know so they, they weren't always like dressed you know in khaki pants and stuff like that they some some were casual yeah um, some were cool I so love that he just walks down the hallway like he owns the place. Oh, I mean, like that's he John. 100% belongs there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He walks up to Miguel, who's not surprised that he's there, but wonders how he got through security. Uh, having attended there, he says he knows all the secret ways in. So I'm wondering right. where. Uh, uh, something to do with those tunnels that Hawk was using to teleport <laughs> in season one. You know what? There you go. <laughs> Thank you have those, those those tunnels. I'm sure that you know Johnny and Johnny and Tommy and Bobby and Jimmy and Dutch. Um, you know they're the ones that dug the tunnels, so he knows okay. where they are. Okay. There you go. Good point. Uh, tells Miguel he's found a new spot for their dojo and asks Miguel how's the recruiting coming along, and he says everything's changed and that Sensei Crease has turned them away or turned them. I'm sorry, into an army of assholes, and that there's no convincing them to leave. Um, Johnny sees Cobra Kai down the hall and goes up to them and tries to apologize. Hawk doesn't yep. buy it, says he's bailed out on them long before the fight happened, uh, says he got soft and that they paid the price. Uh, Johnny takes um, takes exemption. Wait, hold on. What, what did I mean here? Exception. Exception. Johnny That's takes what, yeah. Ex- yeah. So Johnny it, takes it, exception to it. Stupid autocorrect. Oh, yeah. T- Johnny takes exception and reminds Hawk that uh, he was softer than a baby's ass when he first came to the dojo and that it was him who made him who he is, not Kreese. Uh, right. Tells him that Kreese doesn't care about them and gives him an option to join his dojo the following day. Um, and then he walks away, tells them to not be late as he slaps Sean Thacker's books to the floor. Right. Sorry about that. Yep. Old habit. Old um, habit. I just I just realized that my uh, soda bottle is green. So oh. every time I <laughs> you have a new drink, that's, green. Uh, that's your second yeah. drink there. OK, yep. This is yeah. I, I'm done with the monster. I'm on the Mountain Dew now. I've got some espresso beans back there that I need to eat. Mm, that sounds good. Um, Daniel, I like the background cobras here. Um, oh, I yeah. mean, big we're, red, we're, we're, we're yeah, we're Peter. looking at Big Red. He's mad. Big Red is mad. And you can you can see it on his face. Um, Edwin and Dieter, I think both look like they are on the verge of listening to Johnny. Hmm, interesting. Dieter, okay. especially. I mean, look he, how he's how he's standing, the expression on his face. Um, and you know, he ends up right between Hawk and Johnny. 
Yeah. When right. when you know when Johnny's up in, in Hawk's face and Dieter is staying back and he's looking at Johnny. Yeah. He's not looking at Hawk. Um, um yeah, and you got Bert like in the back background. Back back, yeah. And, but, uh, and he's yep, he's right there. It's funny because you you mentioned Dieter. Like Dieter has found himself in the center of the background a few times in this uh, season. I, you know, I I adore Craig. Mm-hmm. So for Dieter to, because Craig's a great great guy. Yeah. Um. What is he now? Like twenty eight or something? Uh, twenty nine. <laughs> I think he just yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I know, yeah, uh, Craig and I we follow each other like on Twitter and Instagram, and um, he's actually been uh, um, uh more active with me. Um, and when I say that, I'm you know it's still not a lot, but a lot mm-hmm. more than the last um three seasons. You know, it. it I feel like it, it was like the last few months that. You know, he might comment on 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 a post or right. You know, like I would, like I would love to get um to get Christopher and and uh, Craig and which Chris? Oh, uh, the oh no, Big no, Red. Uh, Big, Big Red. Red. Yeah, 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 I would. I, I, he's Christopher, right? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And Shane's the little one. I, Shane, I is, the, Red, Shane is the Shane the Red one. together. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, um, we're eventually going to talk to all of them. Absolutely. Okay, and and I would love to interview you know, Craig and and AJ and maybe just get you know all of them, all of the background guys on. You know. Yeah, especially that since, would be um, awesome. With the exception of the Reds, I mean, Craig and um and AJ have been there since season one. So yeah, you know um. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no. Uh, I I've talked to all of them about coming on. It just you know, we we we, we put out a whole damn season review out. <laughs> so right, that, right, right. But um, yeah, eventually we'll we'll have them on for sure. Yeah. Um, Daniel and Sam walk into the All Valley Sports Arena. Tells her that no matter how many times he comes back, he can't help but feel the rush of adrenaline. And right. he tells her about the time he almost lost a fear at his second tournament and. Uh, we we see a flashback of Mike Barnes. We do, um, and I, I Terry has been cut completely out, right? Um, of of this memory that we see, and he was in it. Terry and Crease were both in this moment. Yeah, but I I think the focus is on the um you know the, the bout yeah between him and and Mike. So because I, Mike I, I is the only that. person he has ever admitted he's afraid of. Right. Um, so. But I, I do like how they acknowledge that uh, he didn't have to find the preliminary rounds either. Dumb you know, rule. Terry yeah, bought that rule. Dumb rule. But yeah, I, I'm glad that th- that was mentioned. Um, Terry, Terry bought that rule. I've all, that's what I've always thought, because he wanted. I, I, I actually have always wondered. Um, I've always wondered just exactly where Terry was going with the training because he wanted to humiliate Daniel in the final, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted to have Mike kick the ever loving crap out of him. Had Daniel not realized two weeks earlier exactly what was going on, he would have been on that mat in a Cobra Kai geek. Mm-hmm. So how would that have worked to Cobra Kai's advantage? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But um, I love the, the anytime that we get Pat and Mr. Miyagi, um, I, I, I ball. I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the show, you know, they, they do a great job of incorporating, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi into the story, uh, the spirit of him and stuff. Um, continue to live on for sure. Um, and this is, this is one of the things that I like the most look at Daniel's face. Yeah. He's terrified. He's still afraid mm-hmm. of Mike. Yeah, um, the, the the memory feels fresh to him, and that 
makes me wonder. I mean, they 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 call so many things um, forward, and we know that there are you know hints of season five and season four if we can find them. Um, I think Daniel's fear of Mike with Terry coming back is going to be an enormous thing with him. And in this scene here is another one of those lines that makes me worry for season four when Daniel's standing there and he, he's, he swears to Sam, I will always be there to help you. Just like Mr. Miyagi was always there for me. And this is on the tail end of the memory of Daniel recovering from him having betrayed Mr. Miyagi, even though he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. And that makes me worry about Sam and Daniel for season four. Right. If he's, he's promising, he's swearing, he will always be there with her. What if for some reason come the all Valley, he's not right. Um, he tells her about the ruthless Mike Barnes and how he felt paralyzed and couldn't move and that he was scared to get back up and face him. Um, and that luckily he had Mr. Miyagi there to help him get back, on, uh, get back his focus mm-hmm. and tells her she's the only one who can get up when she's down and assures her that he will always be there. Uh, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back- um, I, 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 I like that. He says, I will always be there for you. Just like Mr. Miyagi was always there for me. He is Sam's father. Mm-hmm. Right. So what he's telling her is that Mr. Miyagi was his father. Right. He oh, that's yeah. that's how he sees him. Yeah. So um, back to the hallways where we see Dimitri kneeling down to get something out of his bag as Kyler walks by and slaps him in the back of the head. Uh, Yasmin walks up to Dimitri and asks if he has a marker. Uh, he answered one. And I like what Annalisa Annalisa, sorry, uh, is doing with her face. Um, at first, it seems like. Uh, she's thinking, you know, am I sure I want to do this? And uh, but then she looks, you know, happy with her decision. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the frame that you have it on right now. Uh, I, I think Kyler had just done like the the. Uh, yeah, he just smashed him. Motion. Okay. Yeah. He, well, yeah. I, I and, yeah. He, did, he was uh, the, yeah. the, the, but, the, 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 the beat off. Yeah. Right. Well, but um, Dieter here is like kneeling down like. Ooh, is know, like, that like Dieter? Yeah. That's, that's what I was trying to see. Is it's that Dieter. Craig? Yeah. It is. Oh, my God. I was going to mention that I did not know who those two are, that the expression on his face. He looks so little. Oh, well, like he's Dieter. really kneeling. Uh, like, you know, because Dimitri's yeah, he's hamming down, it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's the, definitely the third hamming kid, it up. Definitely don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, we see that on uh, not Annalisa, but Yasmin. Yes. She wrote, I love your big dick and tells him that she knows what it's like after the front wedgie incident and that it sucks to have everyone laughing at you um, and to share a brief moment. And she says, let's not make a thing, uh, uh, make this a thing. And that, yeah. that's that kind of cute interaction that um, like o- almost the, they're not flirting, but it's almost kind of like, Oh my God, like I, I have feelings and I'm a little nervous, you know, her but. face right here, the, the, this, this, the scene or the clip that I'm, I'm stopped on is Yaz looking to the side and she's looking to the right. And when people look to the right, it means they're remembering something, Mm. right? If you look to the left, you're making something up. If you look to the right, you're remembering something. Mm. That's, that's the way it's, it's, I don't know why, because you know, right brain or left brain is more creative. So like, if you look to the left, it means you're making things up. Um, She's actually, you know, bonding with him over wedgies. 
Yeah. And I'm I'm going to admit it right here, right now. Starting to like Yaz. Really yeah. am on Elisa, and and the, the she did a, a, an amazing performance this season. Uh, costuming, makeup, and hair did a fantastic job of you know softening all the hard edges. You know, season one, her her hair was straight. Her clothes were always perfect. You know, yeah. But they they're softening her up. And a lot. If if for some reason I was new to the show and like this was some of the first see, uh first episodes that I saw, mm-hmm. I, I I would have been shocked to have seen um Yasmin in season one. Like, wow, this this is right. A, How, it's not is not even the same character. Yeah, she has changed so much. Yeah, and again, here is you know them thinking about whether or not they should flirt. Should they make it a thing? Right. You know, he's as into it as she is, but he is just floored. He stands up with his jaw on the floor. Yeah. That she wrote that. You know, and it, it almost makes the dick worth it. <laughs> the dick is always <laughs> at this it. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he's going to get the girl of his dreams. Yeah. I mean, remember, uh, he said he would he would sell his two best friends just to get her to spit in his face. Yeah, so. and uh, shout out to uh, Michael over at Cobra Kai Wisdom who made a meme of that. Like, oh yeah, you know the, the them three um, being able to be with the, the, the three girls by season three. Too. Yes, so it was a good. Meme. Oh yes, oh my God, yes, Miguel back. Sorry, hit the mic. Uh, Miguel back with Sam, um, Moon back with Eli, and Dimitri and Yaz, and all three of them end up with the girl of their dreams. That mm-hmm. would be. Amazing. And also, you know, the whole we don't talk to the rich kids thing from season. It's gone. It's completely gone. The it's almost like the um, socioeconomic structure that exists in a high school. Right. Where the you know, the wealthy kids are the the bigger names and the ones everybody is, you know, everybody knows and everybody respects and all. And here are these kids who may or may not be in the same financial situation. Right. Um, and they're hanging out with these girls now. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the LaRusso's house where Sam is doing kata in their home dojo. Uh, Daniel walks in and says he knew she'd be back, uh, tosses her a bow and asks if they could train together. Um, he then asks her to show him cast a rod to which she realizes that the boat trip was a training lesson after all. Yeah. And he says it was a happy accident. Right. But I don't believe there is any such thing as a happy accident. Yeah. I won't comment on that. <laughs> he did it on purpose. Yeah, he did it. This is this is Mr. Miyagi working through Daniel. He he did this on purpose to help her. Right. Uh, we cut to Johnny in the park. He's rocking his headband and nice new red jacket. Um, he's addressing the students. Just a bit of an introduction to the new dojo here. Uh, says he started the dojo with one nerd and that this is a step up. Uh, tells them that they need a name that commands respect. And if they want to be taken seriously, uh, he tells them that there is one animal that can kill the snake. Bert questions the mongoose to which Johnny doesn't think is real. Um, he opens up a box, pulls out a shirt and welcomes them to Eagle Fang Karate. I cringed so hard the first time I watched this. OK, I was going to say like, and it was the moment that he, oh, he he drops that shirt, unrolls that shirt. And it's like. Oh my God, this is, and I, I did cringe. I was, this is the cringiest thing Johnny has ever done. And Johnny has done a lot of cringy things, but you know what? I think that would be an interesting list to do cringy things. Johnny has done or said. 
oh my god it's going to be longer than the freaking show okay we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we need to do that this is a good shot of sean thacker here yeah um you know he started with one nerd and uh i love that miguel took you know exception to that he was offended by that he's like wait what mm-hmm. um he's like wait am i that one nerd am, am i, I am i a nerd <laughs> Um, and yeah, he started with one nerd and let's count the nerds. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to get on that shot that shows them all. We got Dirk, Miguel, Sean, Bert, nameless kid who is now seven feet tall and Mitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we say yeah. Sean because we don't know his. We do, yeah, I don't know. We don't know Sean's. We, we need to ask him if he has a name or if, if he can tell us. Uh, um, he may, because I, I know we, he may not be able like we can ask. Right. Gianni, what Dimitri's last name is, but he can't tell us. I well, I mean, Gianni may not even know yet. Right. You know, so right. And Sean may not. I mean, Dirk just got a name. Right. But I love that they're all I love the way they're standing. They're all like at, you know, uh, rest. Was it? It was at it, ease. Uh, well, at ease. No, it's, it's definitely rest um, because at, at ease is still a little bit more locked up. Just at ease, like attention, rigid. You know, heels together, arms mm-hmm. straight down by your side. Um, at ease, you would have your arms crossed behind you, but again, more at ease. And then uh, rest, you stand in place and could kind of do what you want. So they're at rest. Yeah, every single they're standing in the same position. They yeah. all have their feet turned out like they're kind of knock kneed and they've all got their feet apart. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and it's it's I mean, obviously, some of the militaristic qualities from Cobra Kai yeah. are still going to exist. So, and, you know, this is a formation, like maybe that's just a thing too, though. Um, right. I, I love that. He says mongooses are not real. Right. Um, a real animal, Bert. And then that eagles don't have fangs, Johnny. Right. Eagles don't have fangs. Okay. Sorry. Repeating that. That might be my line at the end. Um <laughs> Mitch puts uh, his shirt on and wonders if anyone else is feeling a little snug. Uh, they put him in a small. Well, that yeah, I mean, is a small. That's about three sizes too small. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he should Johnny, be in an X and that's a small. <laughs> right. Uh, Johnny calls a class to fall in as uh, Hawk, Edwin and Big uh, Red walk from uh, around the bushes. Johnny is happy to see that uh, the class just got a little bigger. But then we see Kyler and Tori. Uh, Miguel sees Tori and looks away. And then enters Crease with the rest of Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, Johnny knew though as soon as as soon as Tori and and Kyler, yeah, walked right. around that corner like he he drops his head and he mm-hmm. the hope that he had is gone. Um, Hawk reminds Johnny that they are Cobra Kai for life. Uh, Crease tells Johnny that he's not there or not here to fight. Uh, just wants to make another offer for him to return to where he belongs. Uh, they go back and forth and it's really tense. Um, but Crease says Johnny's made his choice and that he's going to regret it. And that's the end of the episode in End Snake. Yep. And I mean, it's he's he's made his choice, right? He's picked the wrong person. He ta- he talks here. Johnny does about I would never team up with you again. You know, so, so talking about the team up and, and things like that. So we kind of know that Johnny and Daniel is coming um, just based on this scene alone. Yeah. Um, because of Johnny mentioning the the, the team up. But again. That line is another one that worries me for season four. There's yeah. no way in hell I would ever team up with you again. Well, what if he does? Uh, that's too much back and forth for me. Um, eh, yeah, I, actually, I think the possibility is greater. 
of okay. Daniel getting sucked into Cobra Kai with Terry back. Hmm. That boy's head is not right. He is not mentally healthy when it comes to anything surrounding Terry and Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if they had an outline up to six seasons, that that's a lot of back and forth. You know, like we, we need a lot more going forward. Um, that's just my opinion, but we'll, we'll I, see. I, I agree. I you agree. Know? But they at the same time, because this is Cobra Kai and because TB3 are so phenomenal at bringing these little plot threads um, from the movies and turning them into major plots on the show. Um, at one point, Daniel did betray Mr. Miyagi and join Cobra Kai. He didn't do it on purpose, but he did it. Yeah, he was also you know, a kid. He, he, he was, know. he was, he was a kid, but I think that I, I'm, I'm terrified for Daniel in season four. First of yeah. all, just well, that I'll agree with just so much has happened with Cobra Kai in the past year plus with him, especially mm-hmm. uh, I don't see it, but I mean, like you said, TB three and the, the writing crew, um, you know, they, they're great writers. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm not ready to, make that prediction. prediction. Yeah. So it just, I mean, the little bitty lines here and there, because you go back to season one and there's little bitty lines calling all the way up to, you know, things we saw in season three. Yeah. So I keep looking for little bitty lines that may indicate where the story is going. And those were, those were the three big ones for me. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it, I'm terrified for Daniel. I really am mentally not, I mean, physically. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to get in all, all kinds of fights because uh, they, they were obviously, you know, training while season four was going on. And, you know, so I really think that there's going to be a lot of fights, but I think mentally he's going to have a really, really hard time Yeah, because of the things that he said in this episode. He is still afraid of them. Right. Absolutely. He's 50 years old and he's still afraid of them. Yep. So that, uh, that's the end of our recap for episode 307 uh, of Stoculos. And um, yeah, we got three more episodes uh, before season four comes out. So uh, we mentioned a bunch of things in the beginning, what to look out for. But if you want to continue the conversation, Brianna, where can people find you? I am Brianna25 and I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. Didn't forget it. YouTube where I make music videos and on the Cobra Kai channel, where we have our character studies and the episodes we were talking about earlier. Um, I am also Brianna 25 on fanfiction.net and archive of our own. All right. And again, a reminder, the title of that uh, Miyagi uh, character study is called Miyagi, um, the mind of a soldier. Um, It was very personal to me. So I I hope you guys do uh, check it out. Uh, At the very least, an audio version of it will be put up on the feed. Um, Probably soon, you know, um, I will get I will definitely have the video ready to release for you. Um, you want to do you want to do a premiere? We'll go ahead and, and and do a premiere with it on YouTube, too. Oh, yeah, I'll have it all set. Um, OK, uh, yeah. And and I'll be putting out the info for those that uh, want to check out the premiere or just um, catch it, uh, catch up to it um, whenever they can. Uh, but I am on Instagram and Twitter as well on Twitter at Cobra Kai pod on Instagram at Cobra Kai companion. Um, again, we have the website Cobra Kai companion companions, but what a K.com um, mm-hmm. where all of our interviews are uh, and many of the older episodes, I haven't put links up for um, the episode reviews yet, but all the interviews are definitely there. Uh, if you guys want to scroll through and, and you know, check out um, things you might've missed, there's 82 of them. 
Uh, we have a merch store. You can check out uh, the, the link there in our show notes as well. So uh, as always, uh, thank you guys for listening. And until the next episode, a real animal, Bert. Bye. Haven't you done enough, princess?